Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, buongiorno. Grazie per il divertimento to the Catch Peloton Cycling Central. It's been a wonderful trip. Thanks, SBS. That was a fantastic Giro d'Italia. Hi, I just want to send a big thank you to SBS and all the production team for showing us the Giro this year. SBS really is the home of cycling and it's just been so fantastic. And to you, Maka and Christoph, and the whole team behind the Zwift Cycling Central podcast, Thank you. The podcast has truly been the highlight of my day and we've loved it. Can't wait for the tour and everything else this year. Thanks. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. No, you're not crying. You're, uh, I'm not I'm crying. You're a crying. A bug <laughs> just flew into my eye. Like, what are you trying to create? Days of our lives I don't know, on, I, thought, I thought I'll, I'll do my skills for the Oscars next year I don't know <laughs> uh, that's not bad pretty good absolutely bonjour 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 welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast and thank you to everyone on the Catch Peloton for all the support that you've given SBS throughout uh, the year throughout this Giro and throughout this podcast it's been a quite, uh, quite a journey and it was quite fun before we start uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cycling central or you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Uh, joining me is, of course, Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? How good are the couch peloton? Hey, brilliant. I know. we got to yeah. say it. I know we, we say it, but thank you guys because, you know, Matt Cannon said last night and we were just talking about the, 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 the really nice chatter that we see on social media with the couch peloton. And it's like you are this united force and you've got our backs. So we thank you. We really do thank you a lot. And one, one last lot. thing I want to say is that, that how positive the comments are, how positive the Yeah, chat that's is. right. And actually when there's one yeah. that is not positive, you 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 see it straight away. You call it we, out. You yeah. call it out straight and, away. And so we don't want, we don't expect red carpet. <laughs> we don't, you know, I wouldn't mind a silver platter. But, yeah. um, no, no, You're we, the type of man that would like this. Yes. <laughs> but no, no. We'll stop talking about it, but thank you. Absolutely. Uh, what a stage we had yesterday again. A bit of a bit of drama in it this stage. It gave us. It gave us. It just gave us a little bit right till the end. It was nice. Yeah. Absolutely. But before we debrief all this and we talk about the Dauphiné, uh, we've got. We're expecting two special guests. There's one that is already here. Yeah, the other uh, one's gone missing. Uh, he's, he's probably going to come in a second. Uh, uh, you know him. It's uh, Michael Calamaris. I think you're called. Yeah. Yeah. Just call me uh, Michael <laughs> Calamari. I mean, we were at the ABC Radio yeah. <laughs> Griffiths ride, and uh, the big name in town is not Mike Tomalaris; it's Mike Calamari. Yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got your your photo here from uh, your Instagram. Yeah, your maybe it was lunchtime. The the guy or the person at the at reception was thinking about the, the calamars. I don't calamaris. I don't know, uh, but yeah, big name in town. <laughs> yeah, there's only one Tom Alaris and there's only one Calamari by the sound of it. <laughs> well, you know what happens, Tomo, when you post that on social media. 
for the next three and a half thousand kilometers, you are going to be known now as Michael Camillaris. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to stick, uh, it's going to stick, Macca. You know, the late uh, Les Murray, who was uh, the boss of SBS for many, many years, we used to call him Les Calamari. So uh, yeah. I guess uh, <laughs> I've, I've taken on the baton. This is it. Like, you can see I've put your name now. That's it. We've got a super. It's done. <laughs> hey, uh, Tomo, tell us, where are you? What are you doing? It's, uh, I've been loving your social media posts, but tell everyone else what, what you're up to. Yeah, look, uh, I've uh, driven an RV. Um, a motorhome from Sydney, where I live, to Darwin. And it's been provided by our good friend, um, Jerry Ryan, who owns Let's Go Motorhomes. Now, the reason I've done that is, well, for a couple of reasons. I've driven through parts of Australia I've never seen before, Western Queensland, into the Northern Territory. And I'm actually in Darwin right now, where the temperature is 32 degrees, the humidity is up near 100%, and it feels like February. In, uh, in Melbourne and Sydney, but it's not. It's uh, coming on to June, and this is what the weather's like up here. So the reason I'm here is because uh, I'm about to embark on a journey, uh, but not uh, one that's as tough as uh, the person that I'm following. I'm following Rupert Guinness, and we all know Rupert. He's a good friend of ours at SBS. And for those who don't know him, he's uh, an ex-cycling journalist who's uh, an author, written many, many cycling books, but he was the first person, actually, Rupert, before, before SBS came along in terms of covering the Tour de France. He was there way back in 1987. I call him the Phil Anderson of Australian cycling journalism. Why? Because he was the first person to bring back the Tour uh, de France to Australians in print, in newspaper form, way back then. And back then, uh, you might remember, Dave, uh, the newspaper coverage was very small probably just a, a handful of lines, but it's uh, gone on for bigger and better things, hasn't it? So, so I'm here because Rupert is about to start a ride, a bicycle ride on two wheels from Darwin to Hobart. These days, Rupert uh, buys his time by doing long challenges, long cycling challenges. He has ridden from Perth to Sydney and um, done a lot of endurance events uh, over the last few years. But I planted the seed in his head about nine months ago. Look, you've done Perth to Sydney. Why don't you do Darwin, the top end, down to the bottom of Australia, Hobart? It's a total distance of 4,900 kilometres. But the uh, piece of resistance is that uh, he'll be making a right-hand turn once he passes Alice Springs, and he'll be riding into Uluru. It's a return trip of 500 kilometres before he uh, returns yeah. to the Stewart Highway and makes his way into South Australia and across to Victoria, the Great Ocean Road, not doing it easy, uh, jumping on a ferry, um, and uh, finishing the leg on top of Mount Wellington, which is perched above Hobart in minus five degree temperatures, probably. So from the heat of Darwin to the freezing cold conditions in June, which are expected in Hobart, uh, it is one hell of a challenge. And he's doing it for a couple of reasons. And hopefully Rupert will tell don't us Don't tell us. Well, don't he, tell us, he, Tomo. Let's join us. Let's join us. He is. <laughs> Otherwise, we won't have to interview him. <laughs> he's join us, Rupert. What, what, what an elogious uh, introduction for you, uh, Rupert. Yeah, look, thanks, Christoph. I was just listening to Tomo thinking, who's he talking about? Which, which nutter was he talking about? But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's just really ready to go, you know, ready to rip. So how, how far are you from the start? Uh, and tell us, you know, what, what, what gone in your mind? Why are you doing this? Well, right now we're probably about, I'd say, in the 15 hours to go, Mark. So we're under a day. And... Um, Certainly, I keep thinking this time tomorrow, in 24 hours' time, I'll be right in the thick of uh, the first uh, first day, probably 
you know, uh, trying to get into the rhythm, trying to get into, uh, you know, I've been trying to adapt to the heat now, but this will be the first time tomorrow I'll be adapting to the heat of a long ride. That's only going to get longer. Um, the reason I'm doing it is, is uh, twofold. Um, primarily domestic, well, primarily uh, is, is to enhance the awareness of mental health and well-being. Um, obviously, we all know that, that the world itself is going through a lot of challenges uh, with COVID and everything, but also notwithstanding the effects of uh, drought and uh, floods in Australia, the bushfires that everything uh, that the country's had in the last year and a bit, and um, and also trying to be a bit of a connect between, okay, I'm a guy from the eastern suburbs of Sydney, but you know, the suffering uh, mental health is, is, is an issue, a major issue out in the rural, regional and outback areas of this beautiful continent of Australia. And I think, you know, uh, we can only learn and listen um, and use this ride as a platform to try and uh, say, as what the mantra of our campaign is, power of the pedal, connecting people, connecting minds. And I'm a big believer that uh, if, if, if trying to help mental health, the first step is communication. You know, these communicative skills that we're born uh, and that we so often take for granted, um, just talking to people, that can help people talk about their problems and their issues and other people to listen and vice versa. Secondly, uh, obviously I want to use it as a preparatory phase for Race Across America for next year. I meant to do this year's Race Across America, but uh, again, because of COVID, um, uh, not able to get to America. The race is on, but I, we can't get there. Not unlike last year with Mackerel, remember, when this time last year we were getting ready to, to, uh, to do this crazy VRAM virtual race across America in our garages. So. Uh, yeah, never again. Never thing. again, <laughs> Rupert. In a ram <laughs> yeah, when you when you virtually blew me off your wheel in the last three days, mate. That that was it. I was. Uh, <laughs> I said never ever again. Hey, Rupert. How many? What's your goal? How many days are you? What's your target to make it down to? Well, the top, hopefully, of Mount Wellington. Well, uh, the target uh, as fast as possible. You know, I'm, I'm making no secret. I'm trying to race myself against the clock in a RAM-style situation. In RAM, you know, the time limit is 12 days. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to do 12 days, but I'm aiming to, to try and do that. It's the same distance as RAM, 4,900 kilometres. And I want to put myself under that sort of uh, simulated experience. Um, I've sort of said 12 to 14 days because uh, I'm not going to eliminate myself from my own ride and uh, give myself a little bit of slack. But even if I did 14 days, 15 days, I mean, it's, it's the experience. From a RAM perspective, it's, it's again like with VRAM to get that experience of riding day after day up to two weeks um, and dealing with different pressures and struggles that you go through from niggling injuries to sleep deprivation, sleep management, I should call it. I think deprivation is a kind of a negative word, but sleep management and, um, and, and, and testing yourself where inevitably you'll be bottoming out some days emotionally and physically and somehow you're going to pull your way out of it. And the bottoming out phase is, you can't dress it up as anything, but when you come out of that phase with Macca, you know, even when you've done Grand Tours, when you suddenly feel you're getting through this mentally and physically, with that becomes a big boost as well. So I think um, I'm looking for 12 to 14 days, but, you know, you never take anything for granted. I think even, I'm sure, riders who do, do Grand Tours and they still finish... Um, sometimes their, 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 their goals that they start a race in are not necessarily the same goals they're celebrating at the end of a, a Grand Tour. And uh, I'll be very happy, one, get to the end uh, in a relatively healthy state, safely, obviously, and the, the crew has uh, got through this crew and, and also that we've achieved um, 
our purpose with a view to uh, heightening mental health and awareness, and just getting the, keeping mm. the dialogue out there, mm -hmm. and then especially particularly now with such a state of flux with COVID in the country. Tom, Tom, we'll just go, go back to this. Uh, talk to us about how you got involved and what you're going to support and how you're going to support Rupert. My job is basically to uh, film his uh, progress, oh. basically to um, um, run some stories across the SBS platforms, digital, and maybe on the SBS News as well. That's the plan. I mean, I'm here because I'm being backed by SBS Sport, thanks to uh, our executive producer, Ken... Uh, Uh, Catherine Whelan and our manager in Kenship. So, look, uh, we believe in what Rupert is doing. We support him. And I tell you what, Rupert's 59 years of age now, and I've never met anybody as mentally tough as uh, what Rupert is. Sure, you need uh, physical attributes to get from the top of the country uh, to the bottom of Australia, 4,900 kilometres, but you need m mental know-how. And, Macker, it's interesting what you just said about the fact that uh, Rupert just blew you away in VRAM last year in the last three days. I mean, you're an ex-professional rider, and I know riding indoors is totally different to racing uh, in a Grand Tour. But uh, for Rupert to blow you away, that uh, that tells the mark of the man that he is. Well, come on, Tom. I don't highlight it. I said it once. <laughs> once is enough. That's all it needs. To, it only needs to be said once, all right? <laughs> no, absolutely. It's... Yeah, no, no. Look, uh, Rup uh, and Tomo and, and all of the crew... Good luck, Rupe. Yeah. What you're doing is sensational. And you know what? I just hope the fences have been pulled down around Victoria by the time you get yeah. down because otherwise you might have to catch a little tugboat from uh, just across the border in South Australia, maybe from Robe. I'll get the tugboat <laughs> ready just in case. I've told Rupert when he gets to the border and says, welcome to Victoria, just do a U-turn and uh, go back to Darwin. <laughs> oh, that's oh, how tough do you want it to be, Tomo? Come on. And, and the good thing is, Tomo, you already have a 10 day beard. Yeah, uh, so he's a, a bit ahead of Rupert there. I have. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Good luck. And uh, we'll follow your journey on uh, the social media. Thank you for popping in. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. Like, technology was yeah, so breaking up a bit, but great to have Rupert on. And yeah. yeah, good luck. Good luck, Rupert. Um, everyone will be riding with you, no doubt. And Yeah, I hope our border is open because that, in all seriousness, it does pose a, a small problem. So talk to me about how he blew you off the wheel. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Okay, you know, you... <laughs> anyway, he was an animal, mate. He was an animal. He was brilliant last year. Okay, we had a final stage of the Giro yes. uh, yesterday. Uh, it was a time trial. We always thought Ghana could win. Uh, there was his name writing all over uh, the stage. He did it in style. It was close. He had a few trouble uh, on the way. First of all, let's listen to uh, Filippo Ganna and then we'll debrief this win for the Italian. I think the Giro is the race uh, in massive. The rider, Italian rider, he can uh, believe in win. And today win the stage number five. The number five TT is uh, fantastic for me. I think also for all the Italian guys. And uh, I want to say just a big thank you to the team because they support me to, to the start of the years, for, to here. And now we think to recover well, I see the next goal. You have had a puncher today. And what is your take on your puncher and uh, Remy Cavagna's crash? Uh, when you see a puncher, I think uh, today, unlucky, I lose the, the race. 
but I know to have a good gap to the second rider, I changed the bike really well, really fast, like a Formula One race. And then when I cross the line, I think, uh, okay, now we wait Cavagna because uh, it's really good rider, really good time trial. And uh, in the end, when I see his crash, uh, I think, okay, we have played with the same card. I'm puncher in his crash, and uh, the result, I think, uh, is the same without uh, my puncher the has crashed. And you have wanted to be almost first to congratulate Egan Bernal. Uh, for Egan, he's uh, absolutely fantastic. We work a lot for uh, three weeks. And arrive today with the pink jersey and celebrate tonight all together. I think uh, is a dream for uh, every team. And to win tonight uh, is uh, is fantastic for us. It is fantastic uh, for the team. I mean, Ineos, they were really the force uh, of that Giro. And then we see this in a, in a GC with, of course, Egan Bernal in the last stage. Uh, interesting comment yesterday about the puncture sort of void the Remy Cavagna crush. Do you agree? Oh, totally do. They, they, they both, give or take, they lost the same amount of time okay. from the puncher and the crash. If you watch both of them and just put the one Mississippi, two Mississippi in your head as you watch <laughs> it, I think it was pretty similar. Um, yeah, Cavagna completely cooked up that corner. So it was sort of sliding doors moment. It was sort of, um, um, what do you call it? It was fate, really, I think. Uh, but we couldn't show it today. No. I was trying to get clearance, but we, we sort of ran out of time. But if you can, go to, well, just Google search, go to Valon, just watch. There's a clip. It's about one minute 40 mm. of um, Ghana. Yeah. And it's got a box of showing footage in the car, them talking to him, the wheel change. I think it's it just showcases the drama and the intricacies of our sport so well, yeah. even just from a general sports fan. You know, you can be a hardcore cycling fan, but for a sports fan, you'll watch it, and I think it gets you excited. It was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'll check. Out. I think it's on Twitter as well, mm. so it's a it's really valid uh, valid comment here. Uh, we got a winner. He's been actually sitting on this box for a little while now. He's tired. He wants to go <laughs> and party. He wants he, to go home. Yeah, yeah. He wants to go <laughs> home. Uh, but. He got the the the, the, green, uh, the green jersey, the pink jersey, uh, a while back, but he, br he brought it home in style. In the end, do you think, or would you say, he controlled the race exactly like he should have done as as a, as a champion he is, yeah. and a champion the team are? Yes. Yeah. Easy. One hundred percent. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, let's. How about we listen to him and we'll just dissect yeah. it a little bit more. Absolutely. Egan Bernal. Said you would remain focused. What have you felt during this time trial? I was just, you know, focused on my effort and I was just thinking I can't do a mistake. I don't want to, to lose the, the, the zero in, in one corner. So I was starting to to push in the uh, in the parts when I could push, but uh, also in the corners don't take any, any risk. So, yeah, finally, I think I... It's, it's the first time trial actually that I, I enjoy. <laughs> I always suffer in the time trials, but today was a special watch, a special one with my coach uh, on the radio. So I think it's uh, it was really nice. What did you feel when you entered the Piazza Duomo? You saw the surroundings, the people who were waiting for you. Uh, I was special. I was, uh, I was, you know. Looking a lot of uh, Colombian flags everywhere, and uh, all people 
cheering uh, for me. So yeah, when I just arrived and I realized I, I, I won was, you know, an incredible feeling. And uh, yeah, I can't describe uh, what, what I'm feeling inside of me. I think it's happiness, but it's yeah. not exploding though. Like he's not well, exuberant. As a... Yeah, I mean, a lot of them aren't when they win. They oh. are and they aren't. I think it's it's the shock. It's the enormity of what he's just done. Um, you know, it's his second it, grand tour, but exactly. this one in some cases is, is but, it more important because it's back from an injury? It's a little bit of unknown mm-hmm. with Tane Pogacar bursting onto the scene. So you know, do, do you think, actually, quick question for you. Do you think that the emergence of younger rider than him, Pogacar mm. and whatever, who else is coming, Remco and so on. It sort of pushes him to go, you know what, I need to win the three Grand Tours as soon as I can. So this year, I'm doing Giro and I'm doing Vuelta. I'm not concentrating on the Tour de France. I already have this in the bag because the achievement, what he wants in his career is the three crowns. And you maybe, think- maybe a little bit. Maybe, look, Ineos certainly would have steered that decision-making. Uh-huh. They wouldn't have said, you tell us what you want to do. Yeah, that, they, they would have said, maybe they would have given him some input. But remember, they would have, and look, I'll confess, I haven't had a really detailed look at the tour route. Maybe the, the Giro suits him better. Okay. Remember the time trials. There's a final time trial and a short time trial to open. That was all in the Giro. Mm-hmm. Bernal's not a time trial specialist. He's not lousy at it. Yeah. and you know, he's okay at it, but he's not a specialist. So maybe the two has got a bit more time trialing. So maybe therefore it suits Garrett Thomas a little bit better. Um, So I think there's a bit of everything. And I think, I think probably more so he probably got a little bit anxious within himself. He wins the tour two years ago, talked up as the next star, how many will he win? You know, everyone wants to jump Mm -hmm. straight away on a winner and say, okay, let's talk about how many will he win? Then he's out a 21 year old, the youngest winner in a hundred years wins it. There's even more. There's even more to the story. Yeah. He's not, he wasn't the last winner for Ineos on the Grand Tour because Theo Gegenhardt won the Giro last yeah. year. So his own so, teammates yeah. are coming up, plus his rivals. So you, you start do, to question. Do you see what I mean? The pressure is on yeah, the totally. from those young guys. So I think he'll. I think you know probably now as we speak, it's soaking up, yeah. soaking in. You know, twelve hours later, after the fact, and and a week later, now he'll go. Okay, I'm back on track, and and and. What what from a from a spectators and our point of view as commentators uh, and reporting on the race and the sport, I think this is great because you know what his next stop is, bar the Vuelta, yeah, back to the tour, yeah, and and don't we want to see a Pogacar, a a a Bernal, but not this year though, Roglic, no, we won't see it this yeah, year, yeah. but next stop, next stop for him, yeah, yeah, yeah. he he wants he wants to get back there and win it again, yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, someone that we saw for a second time at uh, the uh, the Giro uh, was uh, Peter Sagan. Mm. Uh, and he comes home, he goes home with a, with a nice jersey. He's pretty happy for him and for his son. It was your first time on the podium. Can you describe your feeling on the podium? I was not first time on the podium. I was first time on the podium uh, in the front of uh, Duomo. But he's a very nice emotion you know and uh, it's beautiful here i'm very happy to finish my second giro i took this jersey ciclamino that uh, is amazing for me it was missing in my my collection and uh, my son arrived here and uh, he wanted to go on the podium that i am very happy that uh, i make him happy to to be on the podium you have made a lot of people happy and will be happy to see you again 
Yeah, thank you very much. Like, uh, I have no words. Thank you. Thank you. He's got no words. I'm happy. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah, his son is happy. Jean-Francois, you know, he's happy. Yeah, we're all Sagan's happy. happy. Yeah. His son's happy. He's got something with the mask, though, at Borat. <laughs> There's something. Watch all the interviews. It's not actually him. Yeah. <laughs> all the interviews Sagan does, he's got this thing where his mouth gets stuck into the mask. And... He's a funny character. Yeah. Like, he, he's, um, yeah, he's interview. he can be difficult to interview. And I don't mean as in you dislike the interviews, he's, but he's hard to get sort of um, some real raw emotion. Yeah. You know, out of um, I find I've interviewed him obviously at the Tour de France. I like him. I think he's the best thing that's happened yeah, to yeah. cycling for twenty years since Mario Cipollini in terms of marketing and flamboyancy Absolutely. and all that. But yeah, he's he's hard in interviews, isn't he? Yeah, I've got. Yeah, we all had our moments with it. Oh know? yeah, we, we're oh, lucky yeah. to have been close to him and mm. being able to interview. But yeah. uh, he can we'll... be funny too. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> cheeky. He's cheeky back to you sometimes in the interview. Yeah. And so you've the thing, the thing I've learned with him is don't be shy. Nah, because if right. you get shy, he's going to give you nothing. Oh, yeah. You yeah, have yeah, to come yeah, out yeah. like full gun blazing and you then do. you'll get something for it. So yeah. don't be shy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a bit of an insider uh, look at Sagan. Uh, Simon Yates, all yeah. in all, finished third of uh, this Giro. I think the team and himself, we, we saw it with Whitey yesterday. Um, they're happy with the result, maybe a tiny bit disappointed because uh, they, they were expecting better, but on the paper, they probably... You know, so the two people that are in front of him are better than they were better than him. They, yeah, they couldn't have done any more. I don't think, I really don't think tactically they could mm -hmm. have done anything better. I thought that, look, we document them and, and scrutinize them yeah. as, as the Australian team and follow them closely. So when it's all said and done and the dust settles and the dust has settled for them, you know, already, I think yep. they're actually pretty content and they should be. And look, Matt White summed it up yesterday to us. I thought when, you know, we, we sort of said to him, you know, give us your debrief now mm -hmm. when, you, when you look back on it all. And he said, you know, yeah, we came here to win the race. That was, we made no secret about it. But he said, the amount of work that you put into just trying to to win a grand tour or finish on the podium, he said, it's, it's not one rider, it's a whole team. It's more than a whole team because then you select the best eight. He said the support that he gets from his directors, yep. the management, the soigneurs, the mechanics, there's a team support of quite possibly 40 people outside of the riders mm -hmm. that are prepping them just for the race. Yep. Like it's a massive undertaking. So, you know, for, for, and we don't, but you see some reporters saying, and we probably haven't, but Yates, oh, he failed or he didn't succeed. Cheapest, he's the third best rider in the world yeah. at the Giro d'Italia. He's yeah. won a stage, you know, and, and same goes for Caruso, same goes for the, you know, Hugh Carthy, for Jean Almeida, well, same, I think we're going to respect for the Rouge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know, I know, we can't all be. Oh, let's just be love and fluffy and yeah. and not uh, critique or have criticism. But I think at some point you got to say, "Cheapers, they left no stone unturned." Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to uh, Sam Yates. Looking back at uh, the three weeks of racing, is this the best uh, spot you could hope for? Yeah, I mean, I, I came up against two guys who were much better than me, and uh, this is the best I could do. So, of course, I'm very happy. Um, you know, a podium in a Grand Tour, especially the Giro, is, is not an easy feat. So, I'm very proud of what I've done, and uh, I'll be back again to try again, but uh, we'll enjoy this success for now. What was your worst and your best moment in those three weeks? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, of course, my stage win was the best by, by a mile. I mean, I, I really, really enjoyed that. The team put a lot of hard work into that stage as well, so to enjoy that with them was uh, was a pleasure. And I mean, uh, 
the day I was the worst was uh, day 16 in the rain and the snow there. So, uh, hey, look, you can't help, you can't be good for for three weeks. I don't think anybody can, and uh, I did my best. How enjoyable was uh, that moment on the podium? And uh, will you come for more? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, like I said, I, I did the best I could. I'm really happy with the podium. But of course, I would always like to do better. Um, so in one year in the future, I will come back and try again. You'll be welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. See, Jean-François is called welcoming. He's welcome back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, happy to know. Happy um, to have you back. Uh, let's look at the top 10, yep. uh, first of all, because uh, that top 10 changed a little bit uh, into, into the, the time trial, uh, not at the very top, but we said uh, uh, Almeida could do something and Almeida went up, uh, above did. Bardet. Martinez went above Bardet Yeah, as they well. both two jumped ab above Bardet, but just, by the way, Bardet rode one of his best time trials. Yeah. He did really well. He was only eight seconds. He only had an eight-second buffer on Martinez. Martinez is the Colombian time trial champion. Mm -hmm. So he can time trial. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of his specialties. Yeah. But a, it's his Achilles heel. So he actually did really well in his time. I mean, he finished around a similar time to guys like Michael Hepburn. Michael yeah. Hepburn, he's a multiple world champion on the track team's pursuit. Michael Hepburn can TT. Yeah. So for Bardet to produce a time similar to that, he actually should be really happy. Mm -hmm. He'd be disappointed in losing two spots. But no, he, he was really good. And Joao Almeida was fifth or sixth on the stage. Yeah. So he was, they were always breathing down Bardet's neck yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. So that's the, the, the top 10. We've got uh, Dan Martin as well on the top 10. I think we want to mention as well uh, the, last, the last person yeah, with the yeah. Rouge. Last place on in GC was Ricardo Minali, son of uh, Nicola Minali, excuse me. Uh, he was a former pro, rode the Giro many times and the Tour de France, I think. Five hours, 35 minutes in arrears. So that's, one one more day. And one more big day. Yeah. Well, that's a big stage, <laughs> five, five and a half hour stage. So he's one stage behind. Yeah, so he's got one to go. Yeah. So he had to, he's doing laps around Milan, as we speak. <laughs> he's really happy but about that, it. That tells you how brutal and how the, what the difference can be between first and last. Oh, yeah. It just, and, you know, he's made the cut, but... Um, yeah, it's a big, it's a big deal just to make finish the race. It Absolutely, really this was the Giro on SBS. But wait, because there's more cycling to come. Uh, it's already started the Dauphiné, which you didn't commentate yesterday I know, because you we were couldn't. busy doing the, the Giro. <laughs> but uh, great stage as well. We had a breakaway yeah, and a did. winner from the breakaway in the Dauphiné. Yeah, Brent Van Moore. Yeah, Lotto Sudal. So they continue on their winning ways. Remember two stage wins with Caleb at the Giro. And so they're, they're shaping up nicely with their tour prep. But this Brent Van Moore, it's uh, – have we got a grab with him? Yeah, let's, let's... listen to Brent Van Moore and then, because there's a, there's, a, there's a funny anecdote or funny uh, afterwards, but not really in the moment. Brent Van Moore. Well, Brent, uh, a first professional victory for you today on the Dauphiné, a huge race. You could hope for better, I suppose, especially after last week. Yeah. Last week I was really disappointed. Uh, I did also a great solo, but in the end uh, I had some bad luck. And uh, today I want to show myself. <clears throat> I want to show that I can finish it off, and uh, I'm really happy that I can do it in uh, this big Dauphiné, in between all the big names. Yeah, because I mean you were with three other guys, then two other guys. What was the plan today? Because tonight behind they were chasing hard, and you were so strong at the front. What was the plan? Yeah, <clears throat> the plan was to be in the break and hope uh, some good names with me. 
and, um, and then I took uh, all the, the points for the <coughs> for the com jersey and then uh, in the end I feel really good and uh, I go alone and uh, yeah <laughs> I, uh, I'm really happy that I can finish it off. Yeah, especially because last year you were in the breakaway on stage one, yeah. you crashed. This is a, a lot better, I suppose. Yeah, I have not so good memories with the Dauphiné, but uh, now I'm happy that I'm here. And you're going to be wearing the yellow jersey on your shoulders for yeah. tomorrow, that's special, no? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable to, to take my uh, first professional victory in this big race. And you're only 23. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, thank you very thank much. Thank you friend. so much. There we go. Uh, it's it's a super cool story. Yeah, go, go for it. Se yeah, well, firstly, I, I forgot. I knew it happened, but Seb Piquet mentions he was in the breakaway on stage one last year, crashed out of the race. Yeah. Crashed out of the race at the Dolphin A. So disaster. One week ago, Ronda Van Limburg, he's soloing into the finish. He says bad luck. It actually wasn't bad luck. The race organization sent him the wrong way. The yeah. bunch were breathing down the neck. From all accounts, he would have won the stage. He turns the wrong way. Of course, the bunch fly through and he doesn't win. And so justice is done. So this is really cool. And he seems like he's taking it in his stride. Yeah. And so it's a really cool story. And, so 177 uh, kilometers in front in the breakaway. Yeah. Uh, I think he did 16K or attack them. Or... Yeah, they had finishing circuits. Yeah. So he tacked them on the last time up. So he's 16K and... from, a, from, a, from the finish line. He won the stage, won the King of the Mountain jersey, mm, mm. Uh, and he's also, of course, the leader of that race. So and not, not bad for the first day at work. Not bad. And you know what else? Just, to, you know, and here we go, promo, get yeah. ready for it. Uh, and we've loved uh, Jean-Francois Kinet, but just that, that the, the graphics there, the Dolphin A, Seb Piquet, you know what that means, peeps. Tour de France is just around the corner. Uh, it's just got that vibe. <laughs> it's a similar, it's a soundtrack that we all hear Absolutely. Uh, from the people on the ground over there. And uh, of course, it's an AO, ASO race. So looking forward to it. And guess what? The Dauphiné is uh, live on SBS, uh, starting again from uh, tonight, to, uh, 20 past 10 on SBS On Demand. And of course, on SBS, Viceland and uh, Matthew Kinnan and uh, yourself, uh, you will be commentating on that race for yep. the next uh, three days. Is that right? Yeah, next Three or four, yeah, I think. Three or four days. Three okay, or four. And then Brady yeah. uh, will join Kino uh, for this. It's be yeah, for the last few. So yeah. that'll be great. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. And Froome Dog is in there. Yeah. Froome is in there. I'm really intrigued to see how he is. Apparently, he's lost two kilos up in Tenerife. Um, he's been trying. He's been uh, training on the, one of the hardest things. Did you see that? Yeah, so that, yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on, Froomey. We know you're good, mate. Do you have to really rub it in our faces? Show, showing off on the social media. You know? I, I want to see the champ get back. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know about you. I just want yeah, to see him do something. Too. And actually, I, I want him to stir a bit. Yeah, the Tour de France, yeah. You know? I want to see. Yeah, we need yeah. to or not, but at least stir it. Wouldn't you bit. love the headline, the boss is back? Uh, yeah, that <laughs> would be cool. Um, Any other news? Yeah, just let's just wrap up because we've been sort of giving you snippets of it. It would have been great to have a chat to her, but I think timings would have just been out. Tiff Cromwell, seventh overall in the Turingen uh, Ladies Tour. So well done, Tiff. You uh, have you seen a social post? Uh, no, she did. She's posting a, a super big burger and a bigger. <laughs> of chips with uh, ketchup on top of it. Oh, you deserve tomato it. sauce or red sauce, I should say here. You deserve it, Tiff. And she just went seven days racing done. Yeah, and well you done. deserve it. You know? <laughs> nah, well done. And uh, considering it was International Hamburger Day a few yeah. days ago. <laughs> so seventh overall for her, Lorena Weebs from Team DSM won the stage. But for Tiff, this is good prep for the games. I got a really good feeling yeah. about our women's team for the Olympics. We just want the Olympics to happen. We just want to happen. And That's actually, all. and for the women's team, and I know it's way off, but for the world champs, yeah. uh, we've got a great, great 
bunch of um, women at the moment. And we got a great uh, bunch of racing as well happening on SBS. Thank you, Maka. You need a bit of a rest because you're back at uh, 10 past 10 tonight. I am. Thank you. Thank you, Couch Peloton. Thanks for joining in. I know you're going to stick around and join us at the Dolphin A and then the two I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. And again, thank you to everyone. And uh, I just want to bring this photo. Uh, it's uh, Shane Miller's uh, little one watching the Giro. And this is the next generation coming up, of course, of the Couch Peloton on a trike bike here. <laughs> I love it. Love <laughs> thank it. you for joining us. Uh, this was a, a great pleasure to have you uh, to come to your home or your mobile phones or wherever you watched us uh, for these 22 days now uh, for the Giro. And we ready to do it all over again uh, in a different setup for the Tour de France. It's going to be no less exciting. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. I think it's time we have a quick drink. I think so. If we can. Yeah. If it's still open somewhere, I don't know, we'll find somewhere. But anyway, Sorry. until then, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Mathieu van der Poel and Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.